Hey, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, author of Don't Stick Your Dick in a Blender. And that's right, I met my trad wife in a club. Yes, really. You've, I'm sure, heard all about and maybe even experienced for yourself <laughs> that clubs can be awful places to meet women that they are full of sluts and party girls, what I call blenders. Yet, I met my wife, who was the furthest thing from promiscuous, and who is now objectively a better wife than any other wife that I've ever heard of in a club. Shout out to all my bachelors out there ordering your takeout food and thinking you're fancy, spending your 12 bucks on a meal. Look at the salmon my wife just made me. Looks awesome. I've thought about creating a, uh, a spreadsheet, you know, with uh, dates of different wife things that she does. So I've got like a spreadsheet so that I got like a tabulated evidence of her being the superior wife, but uh, that might just be too much personal information to uh, put out there on the internet. And I met her in a club. So I'm gonna tell you a little bit about how we met and what it was that uh, made her stand out to me. But as you can see, I am in a beautiful place. This is Szapol on Bulgaria's Black Sea coast. And this is actually a kind of special place to me because it's the first place that we went together four years ago as a, our inaugural romantic getaway. And I have got, uh, I'm going to tell you about how I met my wife, some things that were special about it. There's some lessons there. But I also want to talk in this video about frame control. Frame control, those of you who have read my book know that frame control from the inception, the beginning of the relationship is super important. Frame control is something that you want to get Right. It's one of those things that's worthwhile to educate yourself a little bit about what frame control is and how you establish it in a relationship. Because the reward for getting frame control right, gentlemen, is tranquility. But first, I'll tell you about meeting my wife at a club. Well, it was at a language exchange at a club. It was not like 2 a.m. at a phone party after shots of Red Bull 
and Jägermeister. In my book, Don't Stick Your Dick in a Blender, I wrote about language exchanges. So I'll read you here what I wrote. These are events typically held at bars and cafes where people get together to practice their second languages. And they can be a goldmine for your dating. I met my wife at one, thanks to my secret society. I'll explain later what I mean by that. If you don't speak a second language, that's fine. There will always be foreigners there who want to practice their English. The language exchange can provide a warm introduction to exotic foreign exchange college girls eager to make friends. And they have them in almost every city. You can find them on Facebook and couch surfing. So do look up language exchanges wherever you are in the world as I think, I think they can really be, uh, guys complain and they say, oh, it's hard to, it's hard to meet women nowadays. The on online dating is so flaky. The bar scene is so chaotic. Language exchanges are, like I said, they can be a gold mine. And the, there was a second factor that was a part of me meeting her which was what I like to call my secret society, which is a high affinity group that I ingratiated myself with following the, what I call the secret society infiltration model, which is a chapter in my book. So this particular group was the uh, RSD, Real Social Dynamics Pickup Artist Meetup Group, in Sofia, Bulgaria. And when I was a digital nomad dude and I would fly into a new city, I would typically try to connect with this, with the RSD group that was in that city as it was a, a high affinity group. It was a group where I knew that I would have uh, significant like shared values, interests, passions, etc., with the guys that I might meet in uh, that group. And the idea of a wingman might seem, it might seem superfluous. You might think uh, a wingman seems like he's going to just be unneeded competition. But to the contrary, when you're, when you're connecting with these high affinity groups, as opposed to just uh, connecting at random with strangers, when you're connecting via to secret societies, is what I call them as lingo, a wingman can actually be a tremendous asset. And in my experience, wingmen are often eager to introduce me to young ladies. And that's how it worked out with my wife. While I disagree with the RSD guys on a bunch of different points, I'm still kind of a fan because I don't know if I would have met my wife if I wasn't a part of their community. When we first met, it wasn't love at first sight 
we weren't ready to jump in bed the first night. And if you want a, a trad wife or girlfriend, you must be very attentive to the subtler signs of attraction. In our case, I noticed that she was very attentive to me in the conversations that we had that first night. She was a really good listener and she was interested in what I had to say. And that's not such a, an overt sign, right? As a young lady dancing with you or laughing at you a bunch or having her hands all over you as soon as you meet. But if you're interested in a little bit more conservative of a lady as a partner, it's important that the attentiveness and the being able to detect those more subtle signs of attraction, ooh, that's important. Let's move on to the frame control lessons. So I've got two stories to share that both have something to do with this place. First, we got in our first fight here in Sizopol. It was over blueberries, actually. We were strolling the town and I saw a little store selling these beautiful, fresh blueberries. She told me not to buy the blueberries as we were going to dinner soon. But I can't say no to blueberries. She had gone into another store to buy something, and she returned to see me with a big smile on my face, just loving those blueberries. Then we proceeded to get into a silly little fight, and she got noticeably irate with me and sullen. The pleasant, agreeable girl I'd come to Sizopol with was gone. As an experienced seducer, I knew that this was the moment to reassert frame control. So I offered to leave. I told her something like, look, I don't like your attitude uh, right now about me getting the blueberries for myself that I wanted to get. So I'm going to go and get my luggage from the room now. The room is paid for and you can stay in the room. I'm going to get my luggage and I'm going to go and check into a hostel and then I'll be leaving on the bus tomorrow morning. And she was a little bit shocked that I was willing to end our romantic weekend right then and there over something as small as blueberries, but it worked. And she changed her attitude instantly. And we proceeded to have a magical weekend with each other instead of her giving me the cold shoulder over dinner, and then the petty bickering just continuing. Second lesson is a funny story, actually, about a stone's throw away from where I'm recording 
this four years ago we had checked into our hotel and i was eager to get out and explore the seafood on offer here in this uh, seaside village at the time she smoked and being classy enough not to smoke at dinner she lit one up on the uh, stair steps uh, leading out of the hotel but i wanted to get out on the town so i told her babe you can walk and smoke and she hit me back with a response that i will never forget it was so witty she said jonathan only hookers walk and smoke which it just kind of rings true doesn't it and that response just uh struck me with the sheer and cinematic newness of the moment of making love to a beautiful foreign girl in a foreign land in a brand new to me place that i didn't even know existed a week ago However, you might say, well, Jonathan, why don't you exercise the frame control with her about the, about the smoking? Tell her not to do that. And the truth is, I let the, I let the smoking uh, go that weekend. I was, I was okay with it that weekend. But not long into our relationship, I started thinking seriously about the smoking, and I was like, I need to talk to her about the smoking because I'm a prominent public biohacker, health guru kind of dude. I can't have a girlfriend that smokes cigarettes. But I wanted to handle it effectively. I wanted to handle it with uh, diplomacy. So here's what I did. And I'll quote from my book where I describe this episode. She had been a great girlfriend thus far, but I needed to test her to see if she was really mother of my children type material. And I knew just how to do that. Like so many young Europeans, she smoked cigarettes, which I disliked. It's the ultimate bad habit in my book because it's awful for your health long-term. It makes you look and smell bad. It's not even that much fun compared to other addictive things. So one night we had a talk about her smoking. I explained very diplomatically that I wanted her to quit because health had by that time become one of my most important values. I couldn't see myself in a long-term relationship with a smoker. Furthermore, my little brother had battled with cancer, dragging my family for years through the hell of iatrogenic mainstream slash burn poison cancer treatment. And I didn't want to take the chance that she might have to go through something similar. I didn't exactly make an 
ultimatum, like quit smoking or we're breaking up. I told her that I really wanted her to quit because it was better for her and that I would support her in quitting what can be a very hard to kick addiction. And you know what? She did it. If you've ever known a smoker, you know that they invent an unending string of delusional bullshit justifications for what's a really stupid habit that, again, is not even that much fun, which may very well kill them and also poisons those around them with secondhand smoke. You also know that they tend to relapse when they quit. They go a week or two and then they get stressed or have a few drinks and they are back to smoking. But not her. She cut down to just a few cigarettes a week and then stopped completely. I've written about how I have some regret and guilt around my promiscuous past. You'll want to check out my article or video entitled, I Forgot What D'Artagnan Taught Me and Got My Dick Burned by a Laser. It sounds shocking and believe me, it was a, it was a shocking and painful experience. So I've got some regret and guilt around that. However, I don't know if I would have been assertive enough to ask my girlfriend to quit smoking relatively early on in our relationship, if I had not devoted myself to practicing the art of seduction for years, if I had not done thousands of cold approaches, I'm not sure if I would have been assertive enough to to do that. So that's why I am, uh, I am in some ways, I am a fan of doing the pickup thing, of doing the cold approach thing, of inoculating yourself to rejection and making the area outside of your comfort zone a place that you venture into frequently. In the beginning of our relationship, I certainly made some other mistakes and I continue to make some mistakes. Less and less, but I, I certainly continue to make mistakes. But they're forgiven because of the frame control that was established from the beginning. So frame control is not about uh, domineering over a woman. It's not about uh, living out some fantasy that you have about being a dictator. It's about establishing healthy patterns of behavior early on in the relationship. And those healthy patterns of behavior established early on in the relationship are ultimately going to uh, manifest as serenity and tranquility. Your relationship will become something kind of like a, 
a redoubt from the madness and the insanity of the world. It will become a comfortable place. And over time, it does get a whole lot easier to apply frame control. And it really will make you and her a whole lot happier. You establish the frame control in the very beginning of the relationship on the first date. You say, hey babe, we're gonna sit at this table, not that table. And then going on, it's so much easier to keep it. You don't, if you fail to establish it early on in the relationship, that I think is kind of where this stereotype comes from of the domineering, uh, dictatorial husband or boyfriend. I think that's where that comes from because when you establish the frame control early on in the relationship, and you get her habits adjusted a little bit, you get her on a, a momentum of positive change early on in the relationship, things are so much easier from there on out and you can conduct the relationship not exactly like a democracy where each party has equal voting rights, but you can conduct it as something like a, I think of like as a limited, uh, as a limited partner, managing partner relationship in a business. If you've been in business, you know that sometimes what you got is you have an enterprise and then you have a main partner. You got a main guy that has like 60% of the business and then you got a 40% partner, the limited partner. And the you've got a clear decision maker, you've got a CEO, you've got a person who the buck stops with, and then you've got another person who has vested interest and who is um, who advice is sought by them. They give input, they uh, are part of the decision-making process certainly, but ultimately you do have a person that's making, that's making the decisions. And I think that's a pretty good, I think that's a pretty good way to run a relationship. It has certainly resulted in um, happiness, tranquility, love, joy, um, and not, not a lot of conflict for me and Mrs. Roseland. So you are going to want to check out my book, Don't Stick Your Dick in a Blender, How to Meet a Nice Girl Instead from a Tantric Husband with a Better Sex Life Than You. That would be me, the Tantric Husband. And my book goes a lot more granular, strategic, pragmatic, into the frame control stuff because it's a little bit complicated. My book is longer than the average dating book. The average dating book is kind of short and I wanted to, again, take a really detail-oriented, thorough approach to this kind of stuff that's really pretty important. So it might be a book that you don't read every single chapter of you are at least going to want to read the chapters that address frame control and filtering in your dating, which I'd contend is equally important. If you're trying to exercise frame control, even from the inception with the wrong types of women, that's also going to end up being disastrous. If you read just the chapters in my book about those two topics, it will save you, in all likelihood, a tremendous amount of stress and 
frustration in your romantic dealings with the fairer sex. So I do hope you check out Don't Stick Your Dick in a Blender. It is linked below wherever you are watching this video. My book was recently banned on Amazon because, of course, nowadays any uh, book, anything that's, you know, speaking with some frankness about men, women, sex, society is going to be uh, banned by the powers that be. So you do have to go and get it for $8.99 at LimitlessMindset.com. Again, linked below this. And that $8.99 does include the Moby, the EPUB, so you can read it on your Amazon Kindle device if you want along with the 18-hour audiobook, because I know a lot of you are into audio books. So that is all a package over there. I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and I'll show you the beautiful environs once more. I'm not sure if you can see that beach down there. It's about time for me and the wifey to head down there for a bit of sun tanning and to uh, splash around in the surf. So I look forward to a continued conversation with you. There she is. Even the seagulls are overwhelmed with the flockness of my five ladies.